I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, we got the Lightning and Capitals tonight at Emily Arena. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. And to break it down for you, this is a real treat, folks. The founder of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Hall of Famer Phil Esposito, he's going to Give you his prediction on the series. You want to stay tuned for that. And the Bucks begin their rookie mini camp today. I'll tell you what we'll be looking for at One Buck Place. All that and more in this Friday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And before we get started on this podcast, we want to welcome our sponsor, Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Hey, you know, Mother's Day, it's two days away, you knucklehead, but what? we're going to help what? you. Don't, yeah, don't be in a panic. It's okay. Calm down. I know this just snuck up on you a little bit. But I'm going to bail you out right here. Show mom just how special she is this Mother's Day. you got to go see our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. He's here to make Mother's Day a day that she will always remember. Let Andy and his staff, they're going to help you pick out that special gift. And get this, you're going to love this. If you spend over $2,000, Andy's going to include a free cruise. That's right. You get a free cruise for five days, four nights, for two. So you can take her on a cruise with that new uh, $2,000 gift you get her. And you get your choice of cruise lines. Check Andy to see more details about that. But listen, don't just panic and walk around the jewelry stores in the shopping mall this Mother's Day. They got the big overhead. That means a higher price for you. So if you're looking for that perfect Mother's Day gift, go see my friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You're paying wholesale. And the best thing is there's no pressure. You're going to walk in. I know you're going to be in a panic. He's going to hand you a nice scotch. I'm not making this up. That's going to happen. And he's going to tell you about the four C's of diamonds. He's going to match that perfect diamond. For your loved one. It's Continental Wholesale Diamonds is where I shop. And they're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. Well, the Lightning begin their Eastern Conference Final Series with Washington tonight at Emily Arena. And joining us now is the founder of the Lightning. You hear him as the color analyst on their radio broadcast, Hall of Famer, Phil Esposito. Phil, this is the third conference final for the Lightning in four years. You won the Cup in 2004. When you see the success of this franchise, how many times do people come up to you and say, hey, man, thank you. Thank you for doing the unthinkable and bringing hockey to Tampa Bay. You must be proud. I'm very, very proud. I think a lot of it has to do with what Steve um, Vinnick has done. There's no doubt about that. What Jeff has done is make this a first-class organization. That was my dream when we first started. I've told him this privately. I said to him that you have taken the team where I always wanted to be be able to take it, but couldn't. And and he did it, and he has taken this franchise to a level that is one of the best in the league, in the league, and one of the classiest organizations and the most professional organization that I've been around in my life. Yeah, and I think that's true of, uh, for all sports, not just hockey. I mean, we certainly uh, like the franchises here in Tampa Bay, but I think they've they've taken it to a new level. And and so much of that, as you mentioned, Phil, it it really does begin with ownership, right, and work its way down. Without a doubt, it's like anything else. You know, you've got good people, like you got good owners, 
they usually hire good people. Yeah. And then everything filters down. And I think that is where the key is. And Jeff Vinnick, if you think about it, he sold his business. Mm-hmm. He moved people here. He moved his family here. He's become a Tampanian all the way through. And he did it because he wanted the Tampa Bay Lightning. And boy, how good are and how lucky are we? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's just they're a gem of a franchise. And now they're going to play in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Phil, how surprised were you uh, the way they uh, – how easily it seemingly that they dispatched the Bruins? And what do you make of, uh, of sort of where they're at now after, you know, winning two series in just five games? Well, in the first place, I, I was a little surprised. I thought that series with the Bruins would go six or seven. I really did. But five on five, the Lightning were much better than the Bruins. Oh, yeah. Absolutely much better. And it was just special teams that worried us. And I don't think it's going to be any different going against the Capitals, Washington, now in this next round. Because I think they're the same in the same boat. They've got terrific, terrific special teams. And we're going to have to be careful taking penalties. Five on five. I don't know whether Washington can keep up to the lightning either. And that, I think, was a little bit of a surprise for me with Boston. But on the other hand, total domination in my mind on five on five. You don't lose a lot of hockey games when you dominate like that. Yeah, they went three games, I think, uh, the the amount of three games in terms of minutes five on five where they, they really didn't allow a goal. So, uh, it's been spectacular. Yeah, so good is, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> yeah, not right? bad. Yeah, when you yeah. when you look at the the big big story of the last series and maybe maybe of the playoffs in general has been um, this Braden Point Tyler Johnson Andre Palat line. Um, sort of what are we watching? I'll get into Braden Point in just a minute, but um, what are we seeing with with these three guys and just how well they're playing in in, uh, in shutting down uh, the top line, obviously of the, of the Bruins the last last series. Well, you're seeing them all move their feet. They all skate. Yeah. They all move their feet. And they all do what they have to do. Pilat, um throws a lot of body checks that, you know, you don't even think about. You don't see. I mean, you see them, but you don't think about them because that's how he plays. And mm. Tyler Johnson, I think, is playing fabulous. I mean, he just seems to be flying out there. And Braden Point does something that I just love. When he has the puck in his own zone, the first thing he tries to do is skate it out. He carries it out, yeah. Yes, he carries it out uh, because he's got room, and he recognizes Mm -hmm. that. And you watch other guys. They don't recognize when they have the room. That's what you call hockey sense, and that's what Braden Point has. Beautiful. He's beautiful, yeah. He yeah, finds he the is. open ice, Phil, and and he's just been. Uh, is he is he maybe their best two hundred foot player right now that they have? Well, I thought in the last series between he and Johnson, they were the yeah. best two hundred foot players, and then you get to that so called fourth line with Callahan and Kunitz and Paquette, and they just did whatever they had to do to win, and that's right. what I love about those guys. There's no second round with those guys they go for it and they play hard very very impressive 
Would you expect uh, then, uh, you know, for Cooper to put that that line, Braden Point and Tyler Johnson and Palat, uh, against maybe Ovechkin? And right now they got Jacob Vrana, I guess, and Evgeny Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov. Uh, would you expect them to be on that that line? I would expect it, especially in the first game. I would expect it um, because I mean, when you play against the Bergeron line, which I think is one of the best lines in hockey. And sure. you play them like that, eat five on five. I would imagine that every line, like if it was Nashville in the next round, if we got to the next round, it was against Nashville. Johansson's line would be the line. If it's mm-hmm. against Winnipeg, you know, they have their first line with Blake Wheeler and those guys. So, and I would assume that uh, Coop wouldn't change it up. But I want to give kudos to the defense. Girardi. Yes. Had, Stallman, um, McDonough, uh, Sergachev, mm-hmm. and Colburn. I know Sergachev only plays 10, 12 minutes a game, and Bonus is doing a good job of getting him in there. But those other five guys have been playing absolutely fabulous. And when Sergachev is there, he does fine. He does really well. Phil, you made some late, you know, back in 2004, there's some late additions to that team that I think helped you uh, win the Stanley Cup. When you look at the trade for McDonough and also adding a bigger body in JT Miller, how how big was that for Eiserman to make that move then? Huge. Absolutely huge. I can't believe that you got both Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. I, I mean, I, I just don't understand it. What's McDonough, 27, 28? And yeah. Miller's 24, 25. Wow. And, I mean, I, I don't understand it. Obviously, New York was just going to get blow everybody out and start all over again. And that's what right. they're doing. Amazing. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Great deals, great deals by Eisenman. Don't get me wrong. Some of those draft picks and those two kids he gave them are pretty good players. In a couple of three years, the Rangers will have a – couple of three good players from the lightning yeah it helped both teams they're just in different places right now uh, phil when you look yeah. at steven stamkos he had a huge goal against boston of course to send that game at overtime and they they win he's had an empty netter um is he playing better now or does it look like you know we, when we know he missed four games coming into the first series or does it look like maybe he's he's limited a little bit i think he's playing fine defensively I think he's doing a good job on the face-offs. He's doing really well defensively. I better than I've seen him do in a long time. His offense has, has been stymied a little bit, in my estimation, because of lack of shooting. Yes. He looks to pass. First thing now he does is look to pass because he's playing with Kucherov. And then Kucherov looks to pass to him. <laughs> and both of those guys would start shooting more. I think it will open up a huge thing for both those guys, and they'll start scoring more goals. That's so true. And we saw, although we saw a great give and go with Kucherov uh, in, in the one power play, but you're right; they they both are doing that, and uh, and you constantly harp on it in the broadcast, and everybody knows you're right. Um, I guess so. I mean, when you see the top of the faceoff circles to the dot, I mean, it's a funnel. You should be thinking: shoot first, pass second. Right. Another thing that you that you have talked about a little bit is um, sort of where Stamkos is is positioned himself on the power play. He's either 
you say too far out or too low. Just explain what you mean by that, uh, where he's at in the power play. Okay. When you look to the right of the goaltender, the defensive goaltender, let's say it's Holtby. Yeah. And you watch where you watch where Ovechkin goes. He goes from the dot to the top of the faceoff circle, and then he comes in sometimes, but mostly from the dot to the top of the faceoff circle towards mm-hmm. the blue line. Stamkos has a habit of going from the dot to the bottom of the faceoff circle, closer to the goal line. His mm. angle is worse, and guys can check him better. If he would just go out, like almost perpendicular from that dot to the top and come back and forth and then maybe in and then maybe out, he'd be, but never go by that dot unless he has to. And I'm going to tell you what, he will get more opportunities. And I know I've talked to the coaches and they've told him this, but I think he just gets caught up in the game and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden he's floating. And when he's floating, He's floating towards the bottom of that face-off circle, towards the goal mount. And that's a bad angle. You, you can score once in a while, but you want the better angle shot. And that's from the dot to the top of the face-off circle. Top of the circle. So he tends to drift out there. That's something certainly to watch for. So when you, yeah. when you look at these, uh, these goaltenders, um, uh, Vasilevsky, of course, and then and Braden Holpe, I mean, who would you give the edge to right now? And just how you, I mean, Andre doesn't seem – the least bit uh, flappable during these playoffs. He's been as solid as, as he's played all year, right? Absolutely right. I think Vasilevsky is one of the better goaltenders in the game. And at 22 years old, he just blows me away because he's that good. Um, yeah. Hope he didn't start out this playoffs being the guy, but he came in and kudos to him because he's a very, very good goaltender. Very good. And uh, that game six in Pittsburgh, uh, he made a couple of real key saves. Even though I didn't think Pittsburgh were as, as much in the game as you would have liked, but he made a couple of key saves, boy, And uh, in the third period. And that's what Holtby does. And the longer it goes, the better Holtby gets. And I, but I still think the edge would go to Vasilevsky and the Lightning. Yeah, Washington, you know, they're very skilled, but they've always been sort of, uh, I guess a reputation had been that uh, they're kind of a heavy team, almost like a Western Conference team. Uh, but the Lightning, on the other hand, always got this, you know, this sort of tag that, uh, well, they like to skate and, you know, they're not very physical. Phil, I think the Lightning have been as physical as anybody in these playoffs, don't you? I, I couldn't agree more. They've given a lot of hits. They've taken some hits. And they've got that check that JT Miller put on Bacchus. Oh. One of the most solid body checks I've seen in a long, long time. And it was completely clean. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, and they were glad that he was able to get up from that. So, Phil, let me have a uh, prediction. I mean, I, I, I think most people, you know, favor the Lightning in this, in this series. Washington. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ten has not been this far uh, in on seemingly forever, especially with this group. So um, you think it's going to be a longer series, uh, six, seven games? I do. I think it'll be a long series, six or seven. Um, I, predictions are for fools. And I'm a fool, so I, I hope the uh, lightning. I think the lightning will win in six. Yeah, lightning in six. He's Phil Esposito, the founder of the Lightning. Phil, it's great to hear your calls on radio, and we look forward to uh, Game One. And thanks so much for breaking it down for us. My pleasure, Rick. You take care. Man, it's always great to talk to Phil Esposito, and every time um, I, I do or I think about Phil or I hear him on the radio, I remember it was the first year that I covered the Bucks, 1990, if you can believe that. We were all much younger then, Steve. Um, you were very young, but um, the, the whole thing is that uh, I didn't even know. It wasn't well publicized that, that Tampa Bay in general, or Phil in particular, was, was really going for this, this expansion team. I mean, we knew the NHL was expanding. And I just remember when the news broke, it was so weird. It was like, yeah, Tampa Bay got a hockey team. You're like, wait a minute, hockey? I mean, in Tampa, like that was that was a strange enough concept. But at that time, you know, the, the area had been in pursuit of baseball. And you could have made a lot of money telling people that, yeah, you know what? Not that hell will freeze over, but it will. But they will ice over and have hockey before baseball comes to this area because it just it wasn't it really wasn't a thing. And um, he did whatever he had to do. I'm convinced that he pretty much said, "Yeah, we'll pay whatever you want us to pay." And of course, he tells that funny story, Steve, about uh, the Japanese owner who was the Kokosai Green when he, mm-hmm. when they finally got got the franchise. Yeah, he says uh, they turned to him and says, "Now what do we? Now what happens?" And he goes, "Now you pay." <laughs> and he's constantly telling the story he says i told them hockey and i think they thought i was getting sake and that's why they gave him the money to buy a team yeah, it's just so funny man but he's oh, a treasure but he even really thinking is. back to you know and i wasn't here during that time but in hearing the stories and seeing it i mean look at where they start at expo hall how could you play yeah. a hockey game there? well before that actually they began at the old thunderdome which was, which was an, em- an empty you know the empty building that is now tropicana field um, it sat 40,000, and there literally had not been a tenant. I believe it's first... still the record. still the record in the NHL yeah. for attendance at a game. It is. And the first paying tenant was you know, was the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they, they played uh, and won a playoff game in that building against uh, Philadelphia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think had one of the largest playoff hockey crowds uh, in, in uh, NHL history. So, I mean, they're, they're beginnings, and then you're right. They went out to the fairgrounds, which was just a barn. Yeah, and if you look and, at how uh, small that is, and it's, oh. you sit there going, how did they play hockey in here? How did they – Yeah, the locker rooms for the players, the, everything about it, it, it's incredible, really. It really is. And then I've been watching, you know, they've played this thing a million times on Fox Sports Sun or whatever, but, um, the you know, this is the 25th anniversary, so there's so many of these sort of remembrances. The same is true with the Rays. But the, the the remembrances of those first you know those first years, and the first year in particular is great. Um, but it's it you know Phil's right. Uh, I, he talked about Venick and um, you know look the, the teams that I think are successful in all sports. If you look at it, it, it always begins to, at the top. I mean whether you're talking the NFL and going back to Eddie DeBarlo winning five Super Bowls, um, you know that ownership uh, was phenomenal. Jerry Jones certainly had his run. Now you see what Bob Kraft has done the stability of their of their franchise and you know those guys seem to always hire the right people they seem to give those people everything they need to win and they and they find a way to do it and I that's why I expect you know with Vinick getting Steve Eiserman which was pure genius you know 
Um, and it's, it's sort of like Bill Walsh or, you know, somebody of that ilk that, uh, you know, it, I don't see how this franchise falls off. You look at their minor league system, you look at who they bring up every year. They seem to find these guys that are, you know, ready to jump in and contribute right away at the NHL level. I mean, it is just a top to bottom, a solid organization. And, that, and that's why they're where they're at. Yeah, it even started even before, you know, Steve Eiserman when they hired Todd Lewicki to to run yeah. the, run the organization when Vinick was mm-hmm. first bought the team and now Lewicki went on the NFL, now he's actually part of the Seattle group looking to try to get an NHL expansion team, but um that he is a top-notch individual, a first-class person to run an organization. He's the type of person you want. Um and it it, it does. I mean, you know, you, you cover the NFL. I mean, look at the teams that are there year in and year out. The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, sure. The Denver Broncos, they have great ownership, great consistency, great people, yep. top to bottom in the organization. And that's really, you know, the, the players on the field or on the ice in hockey, that's a, that's a part of it. But it really starts way above them and way before them. Yeah, you might get some blips here and there or some team will surprise you. But for the most part, it is ownership. And the New York Giants are in there. And, you know, there, there's there's about five or six really stable ownership groups. And, and I think that's true in all of sports. So, Tampa Bay fans are very, very lucky to have Jeffrey Vinnick, and um, and uh, you know, and Phil's right about that. He's also right about the defense. Um, th- to me, that's been the the, the biggest eye opener. I think for me is, is just how solid they've been, and there is nobody that I like, you know, trying to get it out of their zone more than Braden Point because he skates it out. He'll he will find the open ice, and he's so fast that he will weave his way, you know, out of traffic rather than you know, risk some pass that might get picked off and it's back dumped in your zone. Um, that's the guy you want, you know, bringing it across the blue line. So uh, he's he's been phenomenal. That whole line has been. Um, so some really good insights there by Phil. Yeah, the, and the defensive core, much maligned the second half of the year, even after the acquisition of McDonough. Um, they'd given mm-hmm. up more goals late. It, they, their gap control was pretty bad, which means how close the forwards and the defense are to each other. You don't want them too far apart. That's where you start to cause turnovers and need longer passes and that. Um, yeah, you know they were having problems there, and, and Cooper's talked about it some this week. Of, you know, some of it was us conserve, conserving energy. We knew we were in the playoffs. And, yeah, of and course. You know how much energy it takes in the playoffs each game. It takes out of yep. you. Um, yep. You know, reading the, the story on, on Tampa Bay Times yesterday about all the shakes that the players drink after the game and how they're concocted differently based on you know a player who plays more, plays less defense compared to offense, whether they need more carbs, more protein more this, that, you know, they know the playoffs is a grind and the way they take care of themselves. And part of that was the second half of the year. We didn't need to push it. And, and you know, that's as much as you don't want to admit it, you're not going to say that at the time. You know, maybe that was part of it and, and maybe it was a good thing for this team. Yeah, no, I, I think it was. And I think Vasilevsky's, you know, settled down. He's very solid and focused. And, and you know, the mental grind of a long year, he probably had some moments where, you know, they didn't play well around him. And, and um, he said – after this last game against Boston, he's like, man, it's just like, you know, we're so good. And I, I looked up in the late in the final period, there was only 16 shots per team. Um, so, you know, he's certainly capable. And then he came up large when he needed to with the big saves in the third period. So Phil says that they're going to win. I, I assume he's taking the lightning, that they're going to win in six or seven. Um, I tend to think that this series will probably go – will not go five. I think it will go six. I don't, I don't know that it goes seven. I just think the lightning are a better team. Um, and deeper, and you know, I think there's probably a little psychology involved with the Caps getting this far, but farther than they've ever been. They they may be a little complacent, or, or that's at least, the key to me. Is yeah, it's almost like they just won the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup 
when they beat Pittsburgh in game six. That's right. So how do they rebound from that, and how do they get refocused in that? Now, good thing for them is they didn't have to go play two days later in Tampa Bay. They've got a little bit of That's rest true. and a little bit of time. But yeah, that monkey, that the, the everything, that the relief that you saw on uh, Ovechkin's face after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they able to get back up and play the next level of playoff hockey, which most of them have never been to before? I mean, anyone's been on that team for a while obviously hasn't, but that's going to be the key to me is how can they rebound with that, with the Lightning team that's been here three of the last four years. Most of that core has been, been here, done that. They know exactly what to expect, and they're playing very well, particularly five-on-five five hockey. They are. They're dominating in five-on-five, five, and I think uh, it's going to come down to you know not getting in the penalty box and, and giving up the power plays. But at the end of the day, I just, I just feel like this is the Lightning's year. They've been the best team in hockey all season long. Uh, I think they feel like it's theirs to lose. And I believe that they're not at all satisfied with anything short of winning the cup, let alone not going there. So um, it'll be a different level, and they'll see if Washington can match. I mean, maybe the other side of that would be, you know, the monkey is off their back, and and they feel like they can play loose and and um, you know not not have as much pressure that they're playing a little bit with house money. You just don't know because there are probably more expectations now with the Lightning than the Caps. Caps fans are used to being disappointed at uh, even before they get to this level. So. Um, they've already exceeded their expectations. But uh, I think it's going to be a really good series, and, and I just think the Lightning are better, and, and I think they've proven that all year. So the Bucks, uh, they have a mini camp uh, with their rookies. It begins today, and uh, it's sort of, you know, it's sort of a, a chance to, to look at what, who you've drafted. And it, it's in, on grass. There's no contact. It's, it's their first bite of the apple, if you will. They come to one-buck place. Uh, did that yesterday and checked in, had meetings. Um, they will go through what kind of simulates a, a little bit of a day in, in the National Football League, like a heavy work day Wednesday or Thursday. The schedule is, is pretty much the same with the meetings in the morning, the walkthroughs, then the practice uh, in the afternoons, getting down around 3.30, uh, doing a little media, and then, and then back in meetings with your position coaches. And they'll do that for two days. They'll dump as much information on these guys as they can. In terms of schemes, um, they'll break down with their position coaches. You can't really tell a lot because, you know, the offensive and defensive linemen can't really engage uh, with any kind of physical contact. So if you're looking for a big report from Vita Vea, all we'll see is him in shorts. He'll be impressive. He'll be fast. Uh, But you can't really judge linemen that way. Uh, I think there will be some things that I'm going to be looking for, and I think it starts with Ronald Jones. You know, to me, Ronald Jones is is a guy that's going to, you know, conceivably touch the ball maybe 20 times a game, maybe exceed that. Um, he was not used much as a receiver at USC. We'll have a chance to look at his hands to to see some of his route running ability. Um, and uh, again, you know, you don't have veteran quarterbacks throwing to him, but um, there he's an explosive back. So I think that shows up and that will show up on grass. And I'm also anxious to see, you know, these defensive backs because, you know, there will be some passing drills. There will be some one-on-one drills. You can watch guys, you know, move their feet. And, um, you know, and that's going to be interesting, you know, as well to see with MJ Stewart, um, you know, Carlton Davis, who's a bigger body defensive back at 6'1", 205 pounds, 210 pounds. So be fun to watch those guys sort of play on grass and, uh, you know, do a little seven-on-seven tournament work, if you will, uh, that sort of thing. So they're scheduled to work. Saturday or Friday is today and Saturday and Sunday. We'll see if they uh, sometimes they knock off early, especially with it being Mother's Day. So don't forget 
Mother's Day, you got to get to Continental Wholesale Diamonds and get your get your gift. Also, I guess the Rays uh, begin tonight a uh, big four-game series in Baltimore, including what is a traditional doubleheader, I guess, this weekend. You don't um, see that so too often. Four. No, you don't. And it'll be uh, tonight is Jake Faria against, uh, is it Gosman? I Gosman, guess, yep. Orioles? Gosman's going tonight. And the Orioles are yeah. a bad team right now. Oh, they're horrible. This and is, this is this a chance for the Rays' offense to get back on track after you know Absolutely. scoring two runs against the Braves in the two games and uh, yeah. struggling of the last few games. Yeah, outside of Manny Machado and a few guys in that lineup, uh, Adam Jones, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Their pitching is not that great, although Gosman's one of their better ones. Faria has pitched very, very well of late, especially on the road. It's a good hitter's ballpark. They need to get the bats going again. They're not getting any big hits. They're not getting any home runs. This is a ballpark that uh, every time I, I've been up there a couple times, uh, the ball just seems to fly out of that ballpark. So uh, it's a chance for them to hit some some long balls. And they need to get the offense going because they got ten game or 11 games in just 10 days. And they go from here to Kansas City and then end up finishing the road trip all the way out in Anaheim. So they're going to be a little sleep-deprived. It's with rare all to the, go uh, to the West Coast for one chases. series and then back. That's very rare. It is. You don't see that very often. Not, not good travel, especially when you're going all the way back to Tampa Bay. Right. You'll be adjusting to it from the eastern time zone to the – you know, the Central, and then all the way out to the West Coast. So um, important trip for them. They still haven't made it back to 500, which at some point, you know, that's that's sort of the goal just to get back to the starting line and, and see where you can take it from there. So uh, interesting series. So a busy weekend. You know, the TPC is going on at Ponte Vedra. Um, we're going to talk about all of that. There'll be another game, of course, with the Lightning at, on Sunday. That game also is on NBC Sports Network. It Both games begin at 8 o'clock, so game two is Sunday. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. It's going to be a great weekend of sports. So we thank you for uh, tuning in every day. We're here Monday through Friday, and we love the interaction, love your feedback. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Phil Esposito. We'll be doing more of that as the Lightning continues on throughout their playoff series. And for them and their fans, I'm sure they hope it all winds up in the Stanley Cup. But uh, if you want to interact with us, you can always do that. We've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys. Constantly um, reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. And the mailbag mailbag show yesterday was fantastic. You guys had great questions. You can send those in anytime. I mean, we do mailbags periodically, but we're happy to answer your questions any podcast too. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a great point is that it, you don't have to wait for a mailbag or an invitation. Just you know, be, be sure to, uh, to let us know what you're thinking about. And who would you like to hear uh, on the podcast? You might have some requests. We can certainly try to get some interviews for you uh, that way as well. So we appreciate you listening. We hope uh, you have a great weekend, exciting weekend with the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Capitals. We will talk to you on Monday. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Bursnick, have a great weekend, everybody. 